All right, everyone, welcome to the Lions Guide podcast, where we take on topics in performance and personal growth by exploring success stories and the lessons learned, interview with expert guests, and review topics and other resources to help us establish clarity, build courage, and lead. I'm your host, Dale Walls, founder of Lions Guide and your certified high-performance coach. On today's episode, we've got Mr. JT Frank. In fact, on the episode, if you're checking out the video version, you'll see us having a couple beers that are actually non-alcoholic beers. And, uh, and you know, a little bit about JT is uh, he, he grew up in uh, upstate New York. He's an Air, Air Force veteran who, after five years of his enlistment, found that, you know, he was out on the West Coast. He was lost. He was at a major crossroads in his life. And Upon the realization that he's really throwing his life away, he set off on a journey to really transform things for himself. And today he, he's the host of a, a successful podcast called The Consequence of Habit, you know, where he helps tell the stories through interviews that he needed to hear as a young man, but he never did. And it, his goal was to gain an understanding of behavior and how it relates to habits and mental health, especially when it comes to alcohol. So, you know. Uh, JT and I have a couple beers, a non-alcoholic. He's got a, a company that he represents, Athletic Brewing Company, if you want to check that out as well. But great conversation. We dive into some of these topics and around it. And again, uh, the disclaimer before you guys who drink out there, it's not a uh, judgment about drinking alcohol. And it's, it's not about those of you who want to do it um, or anti-alcohol or anything like that. It's it's for those who, uh, it's, for, it's just a healthy conversation around it and those who might be considering you know the impact that it's having on their lives and, and so on. So if you like the sound of that, hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content, you know, and uh, this podcast is sponsored by Lions Guide. So if you've been tuning in and, and getting value from the show, you know, please support the podcast by going to lionsguide.com and, and subscribing to our email list, becoming a member, even apply for some coaching with me in uh, high performance. So uh, aside from our services, we've got some cool Lions Guide gear out there and, and things like that. So you can show off your pride, living a life of courage, clarity and leadership. And that's it. Uh, on to the show. All right, guys, uh, today on the Lions Got Podcast, we got Mr. JT Frank, and um, I wanted to have JT on the show today to talk about a have a conversation that I have with a lot of, you know, people I care about and friends and family and, and especially high performers that I coach, which is really the effects of alcohol in our lives. And I came across JT because, you know, he's got a great podcast, go out there and check it out. He's, we're going to talk more about it, but you know, the consequence of habit, it's a real and raw conversations around not only, you know, these these effects I mentioned, but you know various things, mental health, drug use, so on. I'll let him tell that story. But you know, JT's another soldier in a good fight out there. And uh, JT, man, welcome to the show. Uh, happy to have you on, Dale. First off, man, I appreciate the invite. I was stoked. You know, we started connecting on LinkedIn. Um, I saw you were starting a podcast, I'm, and I already knew from some of the other content you're putting out that it was it was it was going to be in your wheelhouse. And and so to get an invite, man, I'm I'm stoked to be here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, so tell us, tell us all, you know, who you are, where you came from, the works. Sure. All right. So, well, right now we're not too far from each other, but I'm right up the road from you. But uh, I grew up most of my life in uh, Orange County, New York. So I was about an hour outside New York City, which is anyone who's from New York City, that means I'm upstate. And, you know, just a pretty much normal childhood for the most part. Because uh, upstate's what, pretty rural, right? Like it's not... Is it, is it similar to where we are now or it's not too crazy? It's, it's not even a city. It's, you know, it's a little bit more rural. Is that um, upstate New York? I would, 
for where where I was, I mean, it, it's. I mean, we were pretty on top of each other as far as houses go. I mean, we didn't have the high rises or anything like that, but it was a pretty mm-hmm. con- pretty condensed area as far as uh, uh, people go. Right. But yeah, I you know I grew I grew up there. I moved up to when I was in high school. I moved up to the Poconos, which really wasn't that far. It was only about a forty five minute uh, drive from where I was living. Graduated from there and and tried college, and I just I just struggled. I struggled my entire time through school. I mean, I really struggled. Uh, tried college and that was an experiment that, that didn't go well. Uh, so I found out very quickly that that was, that I wasn't, I wasn't there mentally. Uh, I had just hadn't grown up enough yet. So, uh, what do you do when you, you, you don't know when you're a young man and, or you know, woman and you don't know what to do. So I, I enlisted in the air force. So I spent five years in the air force and that was that for me, that was a, just a fantastic time in my life. Uh, I, I had structure, which anyone out there, I'm, I'm ADHD. So anyone else out there who's ADHD knows that, that, that structure is, is a, a, a denominator that you should probably have in your life because without it, you know, you, you really need to have your, your stuff together to figure out how you're going to navigate through that. So I excelled in the military and I got out in 2000 and I thought I had all my stuff figured out. I thought I was going to be good to go from that point on. And I was, I was very wrong. So I got out in the, I got out in the military in 2000. So my military experience was much different than, than most people that have been in, you know, uh, post nine 11. And I just struggled. I struggled for, God, I was out in Sacramento. I called my lost year uh, where I was just a, an absolute mess. So we'll get into the alcohol thing, but the alcohol has been a part of my life from a very young age. And I was fortunate enough that I, you know, I've always come to these these crossroads where things could have gone really bad for me. And for whatever reason they haven't, and I've just made a decision at the last second and it's kind of brought me on a, on the right path. And, you know, I met, I'm, you know, I met my wife who was, uh, was a perfect fit for, for somebody, you know, for me in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, still, still took a long time to change and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as well. But, uh, that's had me moving around working, working as a first responder and I'm now, now up the road from you just kind of doing my thing, married with three kids. And, and, and when you were talking about the, the, the crossroads, these decision points, what do you mean? Are you saying like, there's a, you're lucky, you know, way I put it. And I think this is what you're trying to say. Are you saying that you're lucky life didn't punish you harder for some of the things you were doing? You know, oh, is it, is the- yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you become what you surround yourself with. And I was around, I was surrounded by, by the wrong types of people. And it's one of those things where if I'd stuck around much longer, my life would look very, very different right now. Uh, so yes, I would say I, I, I escaped some things in my life that, that I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to, to have gotten, gotten through. And, you know, I, I, I always said I had arrested development that just took me a really long time to grow up. I mean, I'm 45, but I mean, I think I'm probably on the more of like a 25 year old of figuring all this stuff out, man. I, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, and, and look, I mean, I think our, like it, I see this too, even in myself, right? Cause it's like when we hit this 40 time frame, you're kind of going, wow, there went 40 years and look where I'm at. Am I really where I want to be? And, and I don't know this, I feel like time starts to, the weighted value of time and it, it is a commodity, like starts to sink in and 
I don't know. I see it. I mean, because I, I see it. I see people hitting that tipping point, and maybe it's forty, or whatever. Where you go, all right, it's time to buckle down. I mean, geez, forty. You know, can we do what we're supposed to be doing now, or what? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it, it was. You know, I always said when I was in my twenties, hey, well, I won't live the way I'm living when I'm in my thirties. Uh, and then I hit my thirties, and I said, well, man. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. So when I hit 40, I'm not going to live the way I'm living now. Uh, and a lot of that goes into the alcohol thing. And, and then I hit 40s and, and nothing was changing, right? Nothing. Uh, so I finally got to a point in my life where it's, it's almost like being in the military and you've been in for, say, 12 years and you either can get out or you're a lifer. And it was like, I, I either make a change or this is me. And this is what I'm going to be for, for a long period of time for... So that started a journey, which for me has been, uh, we're coming up on two and a half years of, of just starting to make these, these, some small changes, some large changes. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's not, that's not to say that I'm always making progress, but I'm, I'm at least trying to make progress uh, on a, on a regular basis. So, right. Yeah. And, um, so what, what brought you to the podcast? Like what, so what was the tipping point for you? What, what turned you, what, what happened two and a half years ago that turned a new leaf, kind of started on a new chapter? Well, it's, it's inter- interesting because the podcast, I was actually doing a, a podcast for another company called Killcliffe, which is actually a performance drink company. It's yeah. big, it was started by some veterans and, and big in the CrossFit world. Uh, a, a buddy of mine who does stand-up comedy and I did stand-up comedy. I was just kind of like this side hustle thing just for, for, because I love it. And uh, we were approached by Killcliffe. They said, Hey, would you like to host a podcast? So we started this podcast and it was, it was awesome. I and mean, it was a much different experience than what I'm doing now. It was, you know, they were, they were looking for some laughs. They were getting some interesting people on, but you know, most people who started podcasts, you realize very quickly that there are a lot of people. Like I joked around saying, Hey, starting a podcast now is like deciding you're going to sell masks during COVID. Like there's a million people doing it. Right. Yeah. But with this, I mean, they were flying us around. Like I, they flew us down to Atlanta for like a launch party for a new product. They were flying us to be a, a guest on other podcasts. So it was, it was great. But then, then COVID happened. And during, as I'm doing this podcast for them, I've already started this transformation for myself. So now I've got all this free time because it, it kind of goes away. You know, they're, they're, Kill Cliff was, you know, the revenues coming in from the fitness industry, which just got murdered during COVID. So I had this studio in my basement and I literally just went downstairs one day and, and just started talking in which ended up becoming my, the, the, the intro or the teaser. And, uh, I just started talking about, you know, not, not comedy, but just my, you know, my journey a little bit and was pretty surprised with some of the feedback I was getting from other people. Um, kind of going, Hey man, I completely relate. I've, I've been on this path or I'm at least curious. And, and that's a really important thing is, is that, that curiosity going, Hey, is there, is there something more than what I'm doing right now? And if you're asking that question, the answer is probably yes. So once I've kind of told my stuff, I said, well, now let's, let's, let's let this be a, a venue for other people. And, and I started that process of, of just trying to get just like you, just trying to get some interesting guests, trying to get somebody out there that you think that story is something that, that could maybe motivate or touch somebody else um, and and start getting some positive change out there. Right. So talk talk a little bit about that. Like let's dig into 
consequence of habit? Like what, what, what is your goals for it? Like, what are you after? What do you talk? What are the conversations you're having? Well, you know, for me, it was the, the, the title just came from a self-examination of going, well, what are the consequences to my habits? And, you know, I, I, I said that, you know, my, some of my consequences almost cost me some of the most important things in my life. So, you know, everyone thinks that it thinks of themselves in a certain way, right? So I think of myself as a father, as a, as a husband, as a uh, provider for my family. And I found that some of these, these habits I had, they were, they were compromising all of those things. What are we all talking about? Like what habits are we talking so, about? So for, for me drinking, right? I grew up in a family of drinkers. So I looked at my parents and I said, this is how you adult. This is, this is how they adult. Um, I looked at myself as a provider for my family. Well, if I'm a provider for my family and, and God forbid something happens after I've stopped with the boys for a couple beers, it couldn't even be my, it, it doesn't even have to be my fault. I could just be sitting there in traffic and get rear ended. Right. But, but now with my, I'm in a position or in a job where that, you know, that stuff doesn't fly. I can't just say, hey, I got a DUI last night. That's good. I could be out of a job. So sure. now, now my, my, my job is as a provider is, is compromised. You know, when I, when I mentioned my parents, my, my, my kids look at me and they go, well, that's how you adult. And I didn't want that blueprint that I was given to be given to my kids. So that was a huge motivator for me. And then just to be, a, you know, to be a husband, to be present, to be, to be a lot of things. Um, you know, alcohol was, was a, a huge part of, of keeping me from, from being, something that at least I thought I was after I had a few beers, you know, and you're, you're feeling good. You're like, yeah, I'm this, I'm this. I'm, um. But at the end of the day, I was a slave to it. And I'm not afraid to say that, you know, some people will say, well, how would, you know, would you consider yourself uh, an alcoholic? I said, well, I tried stopping and I, w- and I wasn't very good at it. So I may not fit that uh, definition for some people. Uh, but, but yeah, so that would, that was, that's what I mean by my habits were compromising a lot of things in my life. Yeah, no. And I think that's awesome. I mean, and look, I, I'll, I'll say for me, and, and it's probably worth talking about, but for me, I just didn't like myself doing it. Yeah. And, and likewise, it's, it's, I'm surrounded by it. Uh, family, friend, it's, it's just what is done when we're together. And, you know, what I would tell people is like, you know, Number one, I'll th- say this up front. So anyone who's made it this far, who's a drinker and it's like, oh man, this is an anti-drinking. Look, I'm not a drink against anyone else drinking. Like if you want to drink, I'm not an anti-alcohol guy. I'm not that. I'm a, I'm a pro me guy, right? And I know what I've got to do. And I can tell you that I hit the realization that I need to be going 120% every day. I got too much going on and to your point, like if I want to be my best self to that, like it's just not serving me. So why am I doing it? And I can't even afford to be 98% tomorrow, which is what I would be if I had two beers, right? And you get that drag. And I don't know the science behind what's happening in me, admittedly, but I know, damn it, <laughs> I want to get up 4 a.m. tomorrow. I got a morning routine that puts me in a great place for the day. And if I have two beers, it puts that at risk and or puts my performance down and I'm just not getting enough of the right things as a result. So I, I'm not anti-drinking for anybody else. Go do it. I, I, I got, this isn't about you. And I, and, and so when you get those weird looks and for anyone who's out there struggling with this, I'll, I'll tell you what I do. Cause you'll get that weird look, right? Maybe this is your experience, but you'll say, I don't drink. And you get this look like, 
like there's something wrong with that or there's some there's this judgment in and I, I I quickly learned I would have to go hey look so hey actually sorry man I got nothing against you drinking this isn't about you this is all about me like don't drink man have fun tell me when you want one I'll go get it for you don't don't take this like I'm judging you man have a good time and then I would tell them like I said I I, I got I got to get up at four o'clock tomorrow I'm not <laughs> you know uh, I mean has that been your experience is that kind of how you hear it and see it you know it's it's been interesting in that because I was known as somebody who did drink. So to make that change, you know, like they knew I, if we were going out, I was going to have some beers. Uh, but there's different, there's different types of people out there. And there's people that drink like I did, that if they're truly honest with themselves, they would know that they drink too much. Right. So, uh, and then there's other people that will have one beer, maybe a, a, a half a second beer and go, I'm good. And then, and they stop. Well, that person is foreign to me. I, I, I wasn't, that, that wasn't that guy. So I stopped drinking and sure, I, I caught a ton of shit at first, but w- what was interesting, and I've said this before where the, the, some of the same people that would clown me about it when they realized this wasn't just a phase that, you know, you'll hear a lot of people say, Hey, I'm not drinking for the next two months or I'm not drinking for this long. And, you know, the, you know, it, we went on over a period of time and, and they said, you know, it, they may make fun of you again. And then I'd get a phone call and they'd go, Hey, uh, how did you do it? Like, wh- or, or why did you, why did you do it? And I would go through these list of things of just like I was, I was saying to you, uh, Dale of like, Hey, well compromise me in these most basic fundamental ways of, of the, the person I thought I was. I said, so I made a change. I, I, I asked for help. I went to a 12 step program and they go, Jesus, man, it was that bad. It was that bad. And I, and I go, did you just hear everything else I just said? I mean, these are the basic pillars of our lives. These are the things that you, you know, you can have identity as, as any of those things I mentioned as, as a, as an employee, right. As a, you know, the provider, as your father, as a father, husband, all these things. I said, and if I said these basic things are, are at risk, you know, it's not a hundred percent that I'm going to screw it all up, but it's certainly increasing those chances. Then why wouldn't I? And you said something before. I just, you said, I didn't like myself. And I did not like the fact that I knew I was, uh, that I couldn't stop something. I just couldn't stop. You know, like if we were going to dinner and they, and they said, Hey, do you, do you want to stop it? Like, you know, we're, we're, we're traveling somewhere and they're like, Hey, we're gonna stop at Cracker Barrel. I'm like, Cracker Barrel. I can't get beer there. <laughs> what is that? Crazy, crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so for, for me, and, and there was a lot tied into it. Like I said, it was just coming from a family of it. And then, uh, you know, I see my kids looking at me and, and not, and not even a bad way. You know, they're just looking at me like dad, you know, and there was, I had a lot of identity wrapped in it. I liked good beer. I liked, I was a, I was one of those beer snobs. I still am. I just am for non-alcoholic beer. And I liked bourbon and I liked sitting around the fire and, and hanging out with other people that drank. So I had, uh, there was a lot wrapped up in that for me. So that was a, that is a, a, a massive change. And anyone who drinks on a regular basis, I think that's probably the most um, daunting thought of, well, I would have to change everything. I couldn't even have fun anymore. And I would have to change my friends and I'd have, and, and all that's bullshit. It's not true. You might think it is, but it's, um, it's not true. Well, it is. I mean, to, there, there's one thing and I'm, I'm just, just, we'll keep this real and raw. Like some people aren't going to like it into yeah. and and you're more their drinking buddy than yeah. a friend right yeah. 
So there's going to be some folks that are going to, they're going to slowly step back or be less engaged or whatever, because, and you'll learn like the minute you say, I I don't drink, like I've heard this at least often, which is, yeah, I don't get invited to as much, you know, or, and right. (laughs) And, and that is true and that's going to happen. But, but maybe when you're hitting this decision point, that's exactly what you need to happen, right? Uh, You need to be less influenced by a circle that prioritizes a performance detriment, you know, and, 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 and is trying to go get numb or whatever. I mean, I mean, I look, I'm with you. I would do it because I, I, I needed to, and it was like a, and, and similarly, like I, I don't, I wasn't an alcoholic now, like I said, here, here's one thing that's true about me. I drink all day water. Like I drink water all day long and I have a habit of having a Yeti 30 ounce Yeti of water. And I sit here and I drink five or six of those things a day. Mm-hmm. So you put a beer in my hand at a campfire or hanging out, that habit is right there. So I'm pounding them, you know, and, and it's not even like I'm trying to get drunk. Or it's just, I, I, you know, social anxious a little bit. You're at a bar. It's, it's you know, whatever. And, and you know, just boom, boom, boom. And, and all before you know it, you know, you're four or five, six in or whatever. And sure. uh, so it's it's something that I, I – there's that alcoholism where it's like you're hiding vodka and all like I've seen that stuff that that wasn't me, but I knew it was enough that it wasn't helping me, you know, and in the time, and Mm -hmm. I had done it before, like take off and look, look, I, I love having a glass of wife, a glass of wine with my wife and hanging out and stuff like that. We both do, but thankfully I'd say she too has hit this point where also just turned 40 this year, but kind of going, okay, is, is this the best I can do? You know? And yeah. that was, that's a low hanging fruit when you're trying to be better. Like I'll tell you two, two things that you can win with alcohol and sugar. Yeah. yeah. You, t- you, st- you start there, that's low hanging fruit and you'll see a dramatic difference, you know? So. Yeah. You know, the, the friends thing is, it's funny because, uh, we surround ourselves with people that do the same thing. All right. So, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but one of the reasons you may not get invited to certain things is because it's in their face that there is an alternative to the way we're doing things. It's right there. It's glaring. It's, it's, it's a guy with a Yeti chugging water, you know, and, and, and then another thing, and, and any one of my friends that listens to this, I, I, I hope I'm not offending anybody, but the, as you distance yourself from certain things in your life, you'll realize that maybe I was doing the same thing of hanging out with people that, that did the same thing as me because it never really made me question too deeply of what, if I was, of what I'm doing right now, is this okay? Or is this normal? You know, it's normalized when you're, you you know, you're throwing down 12 beers at a a playing cornhole and everyone else around you is doing the same thing. And so you, you, you might, you might, ask yourself, is it really their friendship or was it, I was putting myself in a situation that, that continue to make me feel comfortable doing things that maybe in another group wouldn't, wouldn't fly. Right. I, I, and you know, my wife and I had this conversation the other day and uh, you look, I've, I've been fortunate. I've worked hard. I've had success. I've, I've retired. I'm trying to say that less retired. I, I, I sold my company and I, do, I do new you. things now. I coach people now. That's why I'm a, I'm a coach. You know, I got to stop telling people and they go, what are you doing? Go, I'm retired. And like, I'm a coach now. I coach people and, and to, to reach their next level. And, but you know, one of the things I talk about all the time is that the most powerful leadership trait is setting the example, right? 
So to your point about this self-reflection and, and, and I'm going to use a word here, which is enabling, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things I said about her and, and, and again, I'm not even trying to be braggadocious. I'm trying to say, I, I, I try to set the example for others, right? I've had some success and I want to pass on what I've learned to others. I want to set an example for others because I came from nothing. Anyone can do what I've done. If you're willing to do the right things, I believe that I don't think I'm better than anyone or anything, but a conversation I had recently was like, well, if I'm that guy, yet I sit there in front of others who look up to me and I'm pounding just as many beers, I'm drinking just as hard, I'm enabling them, right? Because they're looking and going, well, look at Dale. He's in shape. He's got all this stuff going on. He's had success. He's doing this and the other. And I'm drinking right along with him. Like I, it, that hit me recently. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even serving those I care about by being where I'm at from a position of influence and throwing down like that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Oh, it makes 100. I mean, 100%. I mean, even on a more personal, my, my son was in school and they asked him like what your parents like to eat and, and drink. And he said, my, my, my dad's favorite drink is, is beer. And everyone laughs, right? Everyone, Dale, when I tell you that was a kick in the balls, like to hear that and like, uh, you know what, all of these things and you made a good point that people that look up to you, you know, I grew up as a kid and seeing my parents and saying, I'm not going to be like them. And, and that, that doesn't, that's no disrespect for them to them. I just, every kid's going to be a better version, right? It's going to be different. And then I went into the military and even before that, there were, there ended up being people I looked up to that drank too much. So again, I was falling in line with, with that. And again, that maybe worked for them. I'm on the same boat. If you want to drink, have at it. Some people can balance that. I just wasn't one of them. And there's an acceptance to that for me. That was, that was really important. I, I had to accept that fact. And you mentioned having a glass of wine with your wife, man. I love drinking a glass of red wine, like cooking dinner, hanging out, just chilling out, listening to some music. And I miss it, Dale. Like there's things I, I really miss it. It just, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for me because I know all of the other stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. And, and I agree. And, and, and I should say that more, right? I, I mean, no disrespect to what we said, right? Like in, in what, the way I've, I've put it to my kids is because there's always like, you know, well, I had it hard and, you know, and there's all this enablement of kids today and all that stuff. And I, my, you know, my thing in the house recently is look, mom and dad got us this far, but we, it's a whole, we didn't come this far to only come this far. Mm. We didn't come this far for you to just be on Xbox all day or you not to get out there and put in the work or do good at school. Right. Like we've got a opportunity to be comfortable but we're not taking that opportunity. Right. And that's where we, mom and dad didn't do this to get here for you guys just to stay here. We're, we want you to take it farther. We want you to take it farther than we've been able to do in our lifetime, be even better. And, and, and that um, is just that, I mean, it's not any disrespect to that circle of friends or family, because that's coming up. That's again, like you, it was what I was around. I you know, I was, <laughs> I'm not even going to tell that story, but there's a <laughs> lot of drinking coming up. Um, it wouldn't be fair to put that one out there. Sorry. Call me if you want to know it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. but I, I was around it a lot from a young age and, and it was, there is that blueprint, right? Like we are, we are programmed by what we're around as we're growing up. So, so it's easy to fall into that. It's hard to break out of it. And it's really hard to break out of it when 
that is your surrounding because you know just our basic human desire to be a part of the tribe right Mm -hmm. that's it's tough yeah yes it's tough it's hard to quit yeah well so right now dale you're you're sipping on a heineken zero right and one of the the companies that was big in my journey is is athletic brewing and they only make non-alcoholic beer and we talked about those conversations that you have at the bar there are this is a great time if you're at least questioning that in your life and you say, even if you said, hey, today I don't want to drink, but I don't want to answer a million questions about it because that's what inevitably happens. There's there's alternatives out there. You know, you can still have a beer. Like I'm sipping a great IPA right now where you're having a, a Heineken. So it's a, it's a fantastic time, I think, um, to make that change if that's what you deem you're going to make, you know. Hi, everyone. Dale here. I want to take a quick break to invite you to join us at lionsguide.com. Have you ever struggled to show up as your best when you really needed to most? Have you ever stared at your week and you just wondered, how the heck am I going to fit all this in? Or worse, have you come to the end of your week and asked, how come you didn't get done what you wanted to? Or maybe have you ever struggled to gain influence at work or home? Or have you felt as if you are a productive person, but you really don't know where you're going or what you want? So the distractions of social media or maybe Netflix take over your day. If any of that sounds like you, I want you to know that you're not alone and invite you to visit us online at lionsguide.com and subscribe to the Lions Guide newsletter or maybe even download some of our free guides to help you on your journey. The time is now to transition to the next level in your performance and personal growth and have some joy in life. Visit lionsguide.com and subscribe today. You owe it to yourself and those most important to you to be the best version of you. Don't lose any more time. Subscribe today. I can't wait to see who you're going to become. And now back to the show. This is new to me. And I'll tell you, like I say, there's been three months, six month stents that I've just taken a break before, just getting hyper-focused. Right now, it's because of 75 hard. I got various reasons of trying that. But one of it was like, hey, now... It's, it's, it's a part of the requirement. 75 days, one of the things, no alcohol, no cheat days as far as the diet's concerned as well. But uh, this is new. Like all these times that I've quit drinking before, taking a break, I'll say, um, I didn't do non-alcoholic. And I would say, this has made it a thousand percent easier. Like uh, even, uh, I'm coming back from a trip, I was down in Miami. Even w- two things surprised me. Uh, one, to your point, you fit right in, right? And I, and why I like these guys is it's a it's a Heineken bottle, you right. know. And if I really want to avoid it, I just hold the blue label sure. in my hand so people can't see. But as far as they're concerned, I'm sitting there drinking a beer, beer just like them. The other thing was that they were accessible everywhere. I I would yeah. that's what I was worried about when I went on the trip. I was like, man, you know, I, I'm going to be stuck there drinking the waters. You know, it's not going to be any non-alcoholic yeah. available, whatever. Um, traveling. These were everywhere. They were in the airport. They were in the uh, bars I went to. They were in the hotel. And I would say each time, I was surprised. I went in there and said, my buddy orders and he gets beer, whatever. And I'm like, do you have Heineken Zeros? And they're like, yeah, I got. I'm like, cool, Cool. awesome. And I mean, the days of just having no duels are are over. Um, There's some great beer companies putting out amazing products. Obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm partial athletic brewing. They've been huge supporter of the podcast and just my journey in general, but Lagunitas is making a, it's a, it's a good, uh, non-alcoholic Brooklyn lager. I mean, close to us, you've got dogfish, they've got one out. Um, it's the, the industry is blowing up. I mean, I think athletics, I want to say their sales up are like 300% right now. Cause it's an alternative. It's, and for a, while, a long time, there just wasn't that thing. I mean, I joke around like, 
do you hold a lot more street cred? Somebody got sober pre all this awesome non-alcoholic beer. Like it's cause you just, you, you were drinking seltzer water. Right. Uh, right. So, but, and I, and I'm always careful because for, for some people, even having that is not, it's not healthy. It's a, it's yeah. a trigger for other things. And, and sure. Um, the, again, that comes back to honest conversations. It, you know, w- one of the things about habits and one of the reasons I love them uh, and hate them at the same time is, is you can talk about habits and you can talk about being a successful entrepreneur being the best version of yourself, you know, wake up on at four 30 in the morning, uh, working out, taking your cold shower, meditating, reading so much. I mean, d- doing something like the 75 hard. And that is, uh, that is one level of it. And then all the way down to the, the person that is reach rock bottom, it's their habits that have gotten them there. Right. And, and so to make these small changes and why we do the things that we do, because, you know, my process through this is, is the more I examine my habits, you start to make these connections like, oh, I must've been uncomfortable. And this is, you know, this is where I get all touchy feely, but maybe I wasn't comfortable in my own skin or in my own head, or I didn't like myself at some point. So I would do these things that give me these little dopamine hits, just like I do with my phone now, right? I'm uncomfortable. I'm sitting there, I'm bored. I'm uncomfortable. Boom. It's, it's this constant thing that's always there. Uh, well, alcohol was that for me. Um, on top of, you know, other things, but, uh, you know, having those conversations, examining it, going, ma- making that connection between my actions and where I actually am in my headspace and having an emotional awareness around that. And then trying to figure out a way to, um, to, to, to make a change where, where that's not your go-to, whatever your habit is. Right. Yeah. And, and look, you got to, you got to want that, right? I mean, it's, it's, you got to want it. You got to want to make the change. And, and, and again, kind of why I was excited to have this conversation today, because I feel like, again, a lot of people are just locked in. They don't feel like they have permission to be different. And, um, you know, it's just something that, that that's my goal for this podcast to let people know, like this, you know, to get into that next level of improving all the things that you don't like about yourself and what's going on in your life or whatever. And, and if you're drinking, like you, Again, it's low hanging fruit. You might want to look at it, and, and even like, you know, I'm I'm fit. I work out a lot. It's a part of my routine, and I can tell you, man, I can see a stark difference. Like I'm, so I'm what I say, eighteen, nineteen days in seventy five hard as of this recording. I can see in the mirror after those two and a half weeks of no alcohol. I, I haven't been crazy with the second workouts. I mean, the seventy five hard. If you're familiar with it, you got to do two distinct forty five minute workouts a day. Now I know I've only recently gotten good at stretching and recovery the way I should do, you know, at, at right. 41 now. But um, so I haven't been going crazy with the workouts. I just know that's not going to be sustainable. I don't recover like a 21 year old anymore, but no alcohol. And for me, no sugar is, is another thing I'm doing right now, but I can see in the mirror, like, cause I haven't changed a whole lot other than adding in a light, another 45 minute workout. I can see it. I can see it on my body fat percentage. I can look in the mirror and go, look at that. And even and like I was already fit, you know what I mean? So just for yeah. someone who's out there struggling with weight or whatever, like it, it, I, I can see it. I mean, I can see when I'm drinking and not drinking. And that's been every single time I've taken a break. I can see the change within a week or two. You know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I used to pride myself on being able to go out hard at night and do all of, you know, just hit it hard. And then the next morning suffer through whatever I was going to suffer. And I used to take pride in that. And I look back mm-hmm. now and I, 
oh, that was foolish. I mean, there's so many, there was so much suffering for no reason. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, like I see somebody now and it will be a, a friend or it could be a complete stranger. And I can see they're trashed. You know, you're out at the bar and, and I know I'm way too familiar with that feeling of waking up. And then there's that split second before you realize like, oh God, I, I just remembered what went down last night and how I'm about to feel for the rest of the day. And man, I do not miss that. And to yeah. get up and think about like working out and, and doing that stuff, I'm like, why? Why? It's not worth it. It's not yeah, worth you're it. just like robbing your future self of a yes. better time, right? I mean, yes. sure, you know, I could drink and I could still have a good time. And I could say, yeah, but you'd have a better time if you didn't feel like shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that's my whole 98% rule. You know, I just don't, I want to know I'm optimal, you know, so I can do the things I want to do, man. I, yeah. I even attributed one time I tore my calf um, and it was just what you said. It was some people were visiting, wanted to go run, you know, the, the trail. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. And we're, we're out till 12, one, whatever, drinking. And we're, we're hard asses. So we're going to get up at five and go run, you know, five miles. And I remember taking off, boom, like my calf was done. And I was like, you know what? That's because my dumb ass was drinking all last night. And I think I'm going to go get up and run five miles and half ass stretch. And I'm going to be okay. I right. deserve this. You know, I remember, I remember like this, this is your fault. You're an idiot. You know, you, you, mm -hmm. you didn't have to do this because something like that, you're out, you're out for six weeks from what you would want to do. Like, you know, I couldn't barely walk around, you know, let alone yeah. run. Did, did you seem like a, a, a really disciplined guy. Is that something that's kind of always come natural to you or, or, uh, you know, how did you find that at an early age and kind of stick to that? I, I don't want to flip the interview on you, but no, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by, by people like that. Cause like I said, if I have structure when I was in the military, I excelled, but, but without it, I didn't, you know, I suffered. So is that something that's just always kind of come to you? I would say one thing about me is I've got, you know, my buddy this weekend, for example, uh, down in Miami, you know, when, and, and look, here's what I love, man. And kudos to him. Cause I appreciate this. Like when I would say I'm looking for a non-alcoholic, you know, he would go, I wish I had his willpower. Like he would like compliment me in the group, that's in great. front of the group. Like, and, and that's it. Like I have a willpower from hell and, and I do, I roll jujitsu and I'm not tapping. Like I'm, you're going to freaking earn it. And I, I think that I've got like this bit of no quit. Now, look, I'll tell you that no quit attitude has been applied when it's like a beer getting put in front of me and another shot. And I bet you won't do this. Like I've also had <laughs> the bad version of the no quit. Um, so I've got, I've got this, this willpower and look, by the way, again, nothing special to me. That's just a muscle, man. Like that's, that's something you got to practice and you got to start small. And the more you make those things a part of your norm, your more your brain. I was actually talking about that on Instagram this morning, which was, you know, just that your brain, I think has this tipping point of, you know, if you start doing something new, you know, your brain has this, uh, you know, it's going to try to keep you in a comfort zone. It's going to fight you on like, why are you doing this? This is painful. We don't want to do that. Like your brain's going to go in survival mode when you start doing uncomfortable things for the better, even like you're doing something better for you. You're let's just use exercise, right? You, you don't exercise. Now you start exercising. Your, your brain's going to be telling you, oh, you're tired. You don't want to do this. And then you're what well, you didn't need to do this. What do you really need to lose weight for? What's what, you know, but the, you stick with it, you push through it and your brain actually switches to, okay, who do we need to be to sustain this, right? Yeah. And that's when you break through to that next level 
and it just becomes easy. Right. Um, so for me, I, I am very disciplined, but I tell people it's self leadership, right? I love the analogy that if you were, if your life were, were a business, you would be the CEO. You're in charge. You set the mission, you set the core values, you design the process, the systems, routines, you, you build the team. It's yours. And that's yeah. self-discipline to me. And, and people would come to me over the years and go, Dale, you're running this company. You're the president of the local youth association, yet you still run marathons. You got three kids at home. You do jujitsu. Like, they were like, how the hell do you do all this? And I'd say, I look at it, I don't look at it in buckets of each. Like I don't have work-life balance. I have a life and I have things I'm accountable for in it. And I'm accountable for all of them. And look, I'm I'm perfectly human. None of, not everything's perfect. And I don't I have issues I have to deal with and all of those things still. Um, but I again I look at it from a maybe a level up. Some people get so you know, got the blinders on. It's work, 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 work. And they might be doing great at work, but their home life is just going to hell in a handbasket and they use work as an excuse to avoid the difficult conversations at home. And, and again, if you were the CEO works, the division of your life, your family is the division of your life. Your community is division of your life. And you kind of got to level up and look at them holistically and you got to give them the right attention. Yeah. And so one of the big things to that is to build a system, you know, you've got to know what your order of operations are. And this goes to habits, right? You've got to identify what habits are serving you, what habits are not serving you. Uh, I mean, my three tenets of Lions Guide, you know, clarity, courage, and leadership. You got to have a clear vision, right? For where you want to go, who you want to be, who you want to be around. You know, if you have that clear vision and then this is where the line comes in. If you have the courage to make those changes, you know, because there's going to be challenges and none of that's going to be easy. And there's going to be those working against you. And, uh, but if you have the courage to face them, you'll get there. You're, you're going to get there. It's going to serve you. And, and then the, the leadership aspect is just that, like that is self-discipline is committing to taking ownership of, of your life, your outcomes and, and sticking to it. And when you bring clarity, courage and, and leadership to it, that's, that's where, that willpower comes in, right? Like I'm going to go do X. This is who I'm going to be. And here's how I'm going to do it. Build a system and go. I mean, yeah, I love it, man. You just got me fired up. Seriously. That's, <laughs> that's it's, it's, it's good stuff. And, and I'm, you know, we talk about regrets and one of the regrets I, I have is, is not seeing some of the, the changes or, or the reasons for changing uh, until, until the age I was, because in my life, I've accomplished things through this process of, of, self-examination and, and, you know, the podcast and I've, and I've since started a nonprofit and that would have never happened two, two and a half years ago. Cause it just, you know, uh, there was, I mean, first of all, drink is a huge time hack. Like you just don't get, it puts a bookmark on the beginning of your day because you felt like crap for, you know, for me yeah. and at the end of the day, cause you're stopped being productive and you're not doing other things that are healthier for you. And sure. Well, that wall comes quicker, right? Like I noticed like, sure, I might be fired up in the morning, get going, but that wall's coming quick <laughs> at the end of the day and it's going to be a yeah. heavy, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm on board with it, man. So the podcast journey, like what's, what's some of your, you know, 
the things that you found, like some of your favorite guests or most insightful, like what, what have you gotten out of that? I mean, you're a ways into it. So, so has it been two and a half years that you've been doing a podcast or? So, so just this consequence of habit is only, I mean, not only it's been going on for uh, over a year now. Okay. So I probably have 60 episodes recorded. Um, we have, I think I have about 50 out. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been actually a, an amazing experience. I've met people. I was, I had a meeting with somebody yesterday uh, down in DC that uh, uh, because of the, 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 uh, the podcast and the nonprofit. And, uh, I've surrounded myself with, with, well, you, you know, with people like you, Dale, where there's a bunch of people trying to become that better version of themselves. And you mentioned before we started this, uh, uh major, uh, general Greg Martin. And that was, that episode to me was huge. Uh, you know, I've got, I was an enlisted guy, you know, in the air force to have somebody come on and, and the guy's the president of the national defense university. He's, he was up there and to have this guy pull the curtains back and kind of spill his soul about his struggles. Anyone who's checked out the podcast knows I'm, I'm a cycling fan. I like cycling. Uh, so if I, as as a kid, I watched Greg Lamont. I had Greg Lamont on the show. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I've got some other names coming up here that I'm really excited about. And some of them, th- these episodes have been really, really heavy. You know, some of them are, aren't, you know, some, you know, a couple of you get, you get off, you're like, oh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Some of them I need a nap because right? it is so emotionally taxing. Uh, one of my first episodes, I was in the top maybe five or so, first five, was a gentleman named Taylor Spike. And he's come on again since, but we talked about alcohol and, and this guy went from, you know, he was running a little bit and he, but it was the way his son looked at him and he had a problem with pills and he had a problem with booze and he started running. He just finished last month, the Cocodona 250, uh, 250 miles. He's done the Tahoe. I think it's a Tahoe 200. Unfortunately, that same son that looked at him like that had died in a car crash at 21. So this guy carries his son's ashes with him. And when he's suffering, when he's like two days into a 250 mile run, he, he like lets, lets some of these ashes out in these amazing places. Mm. And it was just like, God, man, this, you know, it's very strange to hear these stories that are so personal, so intimate to somebody and you've never met them, you know, and you, you've probably felt that you, you get, you you build a bond with people doing oh, this. Yes. So, so yes, it's been, it's been an unreal experience. It's helped me along. It helps me keep me accountable. You know, I found stoicism in, in my life as part of my recovery process. Uh, so I've had stoic authors on before and we can bounce that, uh, that, you know, ideas off of them and I can still be in touch with these guys. And, um, that's helped find the purpose in my life or these values of what I want to be, because I, I didn't, I didn't really have that before. I was just kind of along for the ride. Right. So yeah, it's, it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, and yeah, no, I, and dude, and, and, and I didn't know till today that you were podcasting before. So I'm listening to you. I'm like, this dude's awesome. Like you, you do an awesome job with you. Your voice is like spot on. Like, you, I mean, it, it, it's, you do a great job. So kudos to you and, and, and kudos to you for, like I say, bringing, like I said earlier, why I wanted to talk to you today was like the real and raw facts 
you know, like, you know, with the two star general, like he's man, he's talking about his depression and like the ebbs and flows of the bipolar. Like it's deep. And look, man, I want those messages out there. I, we need to hear those stories. Like, um, and that's kind of you know, why I wanted to kind of be a soldier in that good fight, because I don't think there can be enough of that out there and and people will find it people people that haven't listened to your podcast before maybe go listen to it after this or whatever like those messages find us when we need them most man and they hit you and 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 again even to that example and the other guests that you've had that that talk about what they've come through and how they've come through it and whatever and it's so you know relatable to a sort or you know because you know meanwhile everyone's you know, comparing themselves to these highlight reels of, you know, Instagram and Facebook and they're in there, they're beating themselves up about it. They're like, man, you know, you know, those guys got it great and their family life's great and there's their marriage is perfect and whatever. And you know, look at his career and, and, and then, you know, but everyone's got their truths. Like no one, nothing's perfect, man. Like everyone's got their stuff. So, so listen to podcasts, like that, that are real and raw stories that people come on and tell that this is how I came through it. Like, I just think they're really powerful. I'm, I'm glad they're out there. I don't think there, there can be enough of them. Yeah, that, that, uh, uh, ability to be vulnerable, you know, like I said, you, but we, again, we can go back to two star general. These aren't people that are used to being vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable, it takes down a barrier that, uh, is, is usually there, you know, if, like you said, if someone's posting every day that they're doing all of these amazing things and they're just, they're killing it in their life for somebody struggling, that might as well be a different animal altogether. But when you find out these people that are, are, are struggling in, in certain ways, and they're at least open enough to tell you, yes, this is, and this is not only am I struggling, but this is how I got through it. Uh, and we're seeing that really, my experiences within the, the veteran, the first responder communities, even some of these frontline healthcare workers, there's a lot of people that are, that, you know, they have this title as hero. They've got this title as you know, I'm, I have to be in charge. I have to have my shit together. And some of them don't, you know, I used to package, I'm, I'm very good at, at portraying something. So I would portray that I really had my stuff together. So when I started to have a little bit of a meltdown, that was a huge surprise. When I said, Hey, I'm, I'm in trouble or, or I need help. It was a big surprise to some people, but those, the, the people that are, that are telling these stories are getting, you know, they'll, I'll get texts from, Hey, I look at this interaction I got from somebody that listened to the podcast. Um, you know, I've gotten, I got, you know, emails from, from somebody that was heard the general's podcast and this guy was, is a, a Lieutenant Colonel and, and, you know, it was just made me privy to an email that he sent that literally brought tears to my eyes, uh, and solidified exactly why I, I, I do this. You know, somebody asked me yesterday, Hey, have you cracked a code on, on making money on this thing? And I said, uh, no, no, I, I haven't. I said, maybe I will. And maybe I won't, it, it will not change whether I'm doing it or not, because it's, you know, this is probably this, the, one of the, the things, few things in my life that I've built myself uh, and it's grown to what it is. And I can, I can step back and go, Hey man, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of where this is going. So. I yeah. Think and, um, you know, it's like, imagine if you found, and I never did, you know, but imagine you found a, you, like, I think back sometimes like, 
my my grandfathers on both sides of my family they died when I was young didn't really know them that great or have any kind of influence or whatever but I, I go like you know one ran a farm the other one at, you know ran some local businesses stuff like that but I go man wouldn't it be cool if I found their journal and kind of saw what they were going through and what what how they thought about things or whatever and and a part of like this for me is like kind of putting that out there. So one day my kids can go, man, that was my dad, you know, and, and kind of yes. like, if I get hit tomorrow, they're going to have at least, you know, uh, hopefully the producer can go dig them up, but you know, what, I've, what haven't been released yet, but you know, they'll find 12 episodes of me kind of what I'm about and, and hopefully it'll serve them or, or whatever. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it, there is a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it is a good feeling to do these things and have these conversations. And like I said, I think, you know, we just need more soldiers in a good fight going through this stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dead on, man. So when you, um, transition to not drinking alcohol, what, what were some other habits that now, like they're your, they're your habits that you're not compromising on They're They're what's contributing to your success. Like, you know, cause you often, to get rid of a bad habit, you got to replace it with a good habit, right? You know, what, Mm -hmm. what are some things that you have changed to do to kind of replace the bad habits? Uh, well, one of the first one I I goes back to, it's, it's not just a set habit or maybe it's, it is, it's, it's a thought process of, of curiosity of why I'm feeling a certain way. I, you know, I always joke around say driving is my, that's, that's the gauge of where I am mentally and, you know, how agitated am I uh, how uncomfortable am I in my own head? Uh, if I'm, if I'm snapping out at everybody else, there's probably something about me I, I'm not liking right now. So I need to maybe take a look at that. And, and that goes back to like a 12 step kind of thing. And it's one of the, sure. you know, I, I would encourage anybody, whether you have a, a problem with alcohol or drugs or not a 12 step, at least looking through it and being honest with yourself is such a, a beneficial thing. I think for a lot of people, some of the things that I was doing while I was drinking, and I wasn't getting a benefit from, I now get a benefit from. So, you know, I was doing breath work before, even when I was drinking and I, and I, I was trying to make all these changes where, where this alcohol was this kind of huge elephant in the room. Uh, but I, I do breath work now on a, on a regular basis. Uh, like what, I, kind, I, what are we talking? Are we talking like Wim Hof type stuff or what? Yeah. Are, yeah. Wim Hof is, is been that style of breath work, you know, I've tried meditating. I've tried just following my breath and I, and I've had, I'm, I'm, there's a ton of benefit in it. I'm sure I just, the ADHD thing. And, and I, I hadn't put the time into where it was, I was, I was feeling a huge benefit from it, but where the Wim Hof style, it's give me 20 minutes and I'll put myself in a whole other state of mind. So oh, yeah. yeah, his try stuff and, is awesome. And, and, and I think like before we run from that, it's just, this is one of these areas like, even for me, like taking it to the next level was getting into the breathing stuff and fell into Wim Hof. And for those of you who haven't checked out the book, uh, what doesn't kill us. Um, that's all about Wim Hof. Um, and it was really written by, uh, author Sean, sorry, guy, I'll butcher your name if I try to say it, but the book is called, you know, what doesn't kill us. And it was written by a journalist that was kind of debunking these like crazy guys, these gurus on these crazy things that he would go like debunk what they were saying or whatever. Well, he couldn't debunk Wim Hof and, um, and he went and went through a whole experience with him. Have you read the book or no? I have not. Nope. Yeah. The, um, so it's, so he, by the end of the book, he's like, you know, hiking up uh, Kilimanjaro, you know, in his shorts, you know, like basically, you know, half naked with Wim Hof and they're doing, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome story, but it really opens you up to like, 
our, our body's so capable of doing everything it needs to do, you know, to function. And we, we poison it. Like we don't, sure. we don't breathe, you know, uh, there's another great book out there called breath. I think James Nestor is the author on that book, but talks yeah. about the science of breathing. He was on the Rogan podcast. Yeah. Heard it. And, uh, man, that's, that's, that book's awesome. Really opens you up. And I, and I don't know if you remember, do you remember what it was, what he called the, you know, we, we like hold our breath, like, like when we're opening emails and stuff, I forget what that was called. I don't know. But but then I learned I was doing that. Like I was holding my breath like all day. Like every time I would double click an email, like hold my breath in anticipation of what it was going to be or whatever. Um, So breath work, yeah, is like the next level, right? You can be working out and all those things. But once you kind of tip into like giving your body the oxygen it needs and, and, and I, I jokingly tell people like if the 20 year old me like saw the stuff I'm doing today to stay optimal, I would be clowning the shit out of myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's one of them that like I go down there and do the Wim Hof method. And I'm like, man, am I 20 something saw me, 20 year old me saw me doing this shit. But man, it, it gives me so much energy. Um, I got my buddy doing it and he took like right away after do, I do, I do the Wim Hof method before I work out. And I was telling my buddy about it and he went and, and, turned him onto the videos. He went and did it. He shaved like the next, his next run, he shaved a half a minute off his time. Like, wow. You know, just, yeah, just, yeah, just know. by doing it beforehand. It's funny. Cause I'll, uh, you'll tell people and I'll say breath work and they're like, oh, well explain what the hell that means. And then I'm like, well, <clears throat> you're going to breathe like deep breaths for like 25, 30 breaths. And then you're going to hold your breath for as long as you can. And they're like, wait, what? I mean, this sounds like, you know, I think rock stars have died from, from this doing something like this in, 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 in some hotel room by them. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. I'm telling you that. And the, the, I was, a, I was late coming on to the cold exposure kind of thing. That's I've incorporated some of that into it. Uh, but anyone watching it, a lot of times you need a little privacy with it just because if anyone's watching you do it, they, they start getting concerned. The Wim Hof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get concerned. yeah. Or you or their own safety. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You're, you're an insane person. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, look, I tell clients when I tell them about it, I say, look, and I get it in, in, you know, I want to walk them through it or whatever. I say, I want to, we're going to talk about this. I want you to go try it, you know, go lock yourself in your car or whatever, you know, give it, you know, you don't, don't, don't sit in the middle of your office or in a, you know, all glass conference room and start, you know, hyperventilating. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, but it's good. Yeah. So, so you brought in the breathing. So what are you doing for the cold exposure stuff? I, I don't have a tub, so I'm just doing it in the shower. I just get as cold as it can and, and try and control my breathing. And, uh, I'll start off with a minute and see how, how it feels or how I'm doing on time. And, and, um, and I'll mix the two together. I'll do breath work with the cold exposure and, and yeah, it's been, if I'm in a really bad mood, it changes that fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, so that's been a huge benefit for me. And then, and then just working out has always been, been part of my life, whether I was, whether I was drinking or not drinking, I've always enjoyed exercise or I love mountain biking. So my wife and I, she's been awesome throughout this entire process. You know, I said, I'm not drinking. She hasn't drank in a long time. We, we, we probably walk four or five nights a, a week. We're outside, uh, up at Lumspawn State Park. You may know where it is, but, um, so we're out there doing our thing, man. So walking, no, it's not the hardcore thing out there, but it's been, that's been really beneficial as well. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, it, it, back to the drinking stuff a little bit, you know, when, you know, you talk about like your friends come back around, like, so, so what would you tell someone that's struggling? And I would even go so far to say, 
at this point, all you've learned, you've been talking to a ton of great guests about various topics on this. And if someone came to you and it's like, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, what should I do? Like those out there that are silent, silently struggling, I'll say, right. The ones that are hearing this, they're not really talking about it, you know, others or whatever. What's well, first, I would commend him for being curious a bit about it because t- to be curious is means you have your best interest in mind and you, you want to make a change. The second thing I would say is you don't, you don't have to think about I'm never going to drink again or I'm never going to do whatever it is again. It doesn't matter. You don't have to think about that right now. You just have to think about today. What are you going to do today? Uh, what are you going to do the next hour? What are you going to do in the next five minutes? And if you can get through those over time, you find yourself, you'll distance yourself from, from that thing. And, and, you know, you, some people question like, Hey, I think I might be an alcoholic and that is not my place to, to say you are or aren't. I just haven't found somebody that's questioned that who hasn't made a positive change and distanced themselves from alcohol and then said, Oh, I 100% did. If you're questioning it, there's a chance you've got something going on and do not be afraid. You know, I've had other people say, you know, I've, and I said, I've gone to rooms before and, and by rooms, I mean a 12 step and they go, well, what if I run into somebody I know? And, you know, I cannot stress this enough to be, that is not weakness. If you're, if you're, what, what's weakness is continuing to compromise yourself every single day and not making a change. That's fucking weakness. Strength is, is facing these things and making a positive change in your life. And I guarantee if you walked into a room and there was somebody, you know, they would applaud you. Yeah. And you should applaud them, you know, and it's, it's a hundred percent. I mean, and that's the, to me, it's, it's courage. It's courage to face these things, you know, face your fears virtuously honorably like go go face these struggles and challenges you know with you know with courage like you know it's for the better it's virtuous it's 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 what you need to do you know you need to do it you know and just face these you know fears or limiting beliefs that you have about it the fear they're going to judge me or i'm going to miss out now and and think about you you know think about those that are counting on you you know, yep. think about them. Who do they deserve you to be? Like who, you know what I mean? Like it just it, make it about yeah. you. Like screw the judgment, man. Fuck everybody yeah. else. Like I, I put a thing online. It was pretty popular. It was just like, why do you care what cowards think? You know, right? Like why do you, why do you care so much about what cowards think of you? Like, sure. Go, just go do your thing. Do, do what's right for you. Yeah. So, I like it. So cool, man. Well, Hey, I know you've got a hard stop here. So I wanted to kind of bring it to a close here, but dude, thanks for coming on, man. You're a great job. I, th- I think it's a great, powerful message. You know, how do we find you? How do we listen to the podcast? So, so just check out that podcast is called consequence of habit. It's on all of the major platforms. And as far as social media, I, I'm, I'm full, full disclosure. I'm not awesome at it, but I'm on Instagram consequence of habit LinkedIn under the, the, under same thing. Uh, you'll, you'll see the nonprofit there and then also my, my, my personal account. So yeah, please check me out. And, and if you, you want to drop a line, any questions or any habits, any habits you think I need to start looking at, man, or, or that are, have been beneficial for you, then I would, I would love to hear about them. 
Awesome. Awesome. So JT Frank, look him up on LinkedIn. That's where I've, I found and was able to connect to you. I'm, I'm thankful for it, man. And uh, I really thank you for coming on the show today. Good stuff. Man. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, brother. <laughs>